This is the Australian Surrogacy Podcast. My name is Sarah Jefford and I'm a surrogate and a surrogacy lawyer. In this episode, I had the pleasure of chatting with Lara, who gave birth recently to a baby for her brother and her sister-in-law, Raya. I interviewed Raya for episode 63, and at the time that I interviewed Raya, they were about a week away from welcoming baby Arlo into the world. Lara is now three weeks postpartum, so we caught up on what the last three weeks have been like. What's it like carrying a baby for your brother and his partner? what their relationship is like since then, and how she's coping with the fourth trimester. I'm going to hand over now to Lara. Hi, my name is Lara Weiser, and I uh, just gave birth to a little boy, Arlo, through surrogacy for my brother and sister-in-law. He is now three weeks old which is really beautiful and really exciting. Um, it, we, the story began a long time ago. Um, I have now three uh, beautiful children, but my husband and I had a journey ourselves. I found out that I was um, uh, infertile and we went through our own um, IVF journey and had two beautiful children uh, through IVF um, and then um, fell pregnant naturally uh with with we believe uh, you know a miracle child um who uh, with a little daughter billy who um is now two and a half um so although not um you, you know comparatively you know a, a simple journey comparatively to to my brother and sister-in-law at the time it was a very a very difficult journey for us and i think that looking back it was part of that journey that gave us uh, a deep insight into what um, they would have gone through um, not being able to to have children. Um, So uh, when my brother and sister-in-law started to try to have children, um, we started to see the signs of them struggling, although their journey was very very private and they chose not to to share it. Um, we, We privately in our own home discussed the fact that we could see that they were really struggling. Um, And as the months and months and years went by, um, we really felt for them. And uh, I discussed with my husband, you know, offering um, the fact that we would be a surrogate for them. Um, And it, it was a genuine offer. Um, but I guess I'd never really looked into it much. Um, but what I was trying to say was it, it was a genuine offer. I would do it in a heartbeat. Um, but I, I didn't know the, the legal ramifications or the, uh, the seriousness of, of any of it. Um, and when I offered it, they said thank you. But um, they believed that, that it would happen for them eventually. And um, I think it was a year later that I had kept offering and kept offering um, and finally um, I think I'd offered again um, and, and they, they actually turned around and said, is that, is that actually still on the table? And I said, yes. <laughs> um, and, um, but I said, but we should probably actually um, talk about this seriously if, if it's something you'd consider. Um, and they came back a few weeks later and we sat down, the four of us, and, and started talking about it. And, um, yeah, um, it was, it it was go from there. (laughs) 
Amazing. Now we've heard yeah. Raya's story because she'll be on the podcast just before you. Um, yes. When you considered becoming their surrogate, did you think that you would be a surrogate for anyone or was it specifically because it was your brother and his partner that needed somebody that it occurred to you that you could help? Uh, no, I, I, I admire anyone who, who, who could do something like this, especially um, having done it. I, 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 I appreciate sort of the challenges that are involved um, more so. Um, so I don't think I could do it for anybody. Um, yeah, it was, it was really something that I felt like I needed. It was something I was almost born to do, but I, I don't think I could do it for anyone um, it was it was sort of a, a familial family thing that I felt that I, I wanted and needed to do for them. Mm. Um, having offered to your brother, how did your relationship change with him and his partner over the course of the surrogacy? My relationship with my brother didn't change at all. Um, with my sister-in-law, um, she, I don't know how much she went into, but she she pulled herself away from the family a lot because she had gotten herself into a really dark place um, because of her journey. So what it did do was um, it brought her, her, we were initially unbelievably close and then um, she pulled away a lot and um, it brought us back to where we, where we were. Um, That's lovely. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, um, yeah, that's yeah, what it did. Um, so you gave birth about three weeks ago, which happened to be, I think, on the day that I gave birth two years ago. So we share a sorrow oh. birthday on the 20th of January. Is that right? Yes, exactly. Yeah. And yeah. Arlo, so Arlo is about three weeks old. What was the, that last few weeks like and what was the birth like? So the, I must say I had a... In, I must say I had an incredible um, fear um, and I don't know if that was uh, other people placing that fear on me um, or, or my own protective mechanism or what it was. But, it, you know, I did have a tremendous amount of anxiety and fear of um, what impact it would have on me for the rest of my life, you know, what gift, what, what uh, the price I'd pay for the gift that I was giving. Um, I was always aware of it. There was no ignorance about it. Um, but I guess the day, the impending day was upon us and I would never know the impact it would have on me until the day. And so as it came closer, I was, I did become more and more anxious about it. Um, and I'd heard, I read a lot and I'd heard podcasts about people who said, you know, it was just like babysitting and I felt nothing as soon as it came out and all that kind of thing. And I thought, I just don't know if that's real. Are people just saying that? Are people just saying what people want to hear and all that kind of thing? Um, and what happens if that's not true? What happens if I do have to live with the fact that I feel this parental feeling um, for the rest of my life and it's not mine and all that kind of thing. Um, you know, I would never, it would always be theirs, but I would just have to live with that, that feeling forever. Um, and honestly, the minute it came out, I looked at him and it was exactly I just looked at him and it was like, this sounds very hippie-ish, which is not me at all, but it was like his soul was not, mine it was like he was exactly like my nephew he was it was 
unbelievable. It was like, oh, this relief just washed over me. And I was like, you're, you're my nephew. It was the most incredible feeling. And um, yeah, he, it, was, yeah, it was unbelievable. I think it's beautiful and it's such yeah. a lovely way of putting it. And I think what you've said about those anxieties and fears are pretty normal because I think um, we all kind of worry, what's that fourth trimester going to be like? What's it going to be like when the baby arrives? Are we actually going to lose the plot and regret what we've done or grieve for the baby that we've given away? And for the most part, actually, surrogates do pretty well and they know exactly where the baby is and they don't feel any regret about it. And how amazing that it's actually your nephew that you've got this connection with and watching him grow up with his parents. I, they are um, the most beautiful parents. They're so, they're so loving and they've, they've taken to it so naturally and they're euphoric and exhausted and everything <laughs> that new parents should be. And it's just so beautiful to see. And there's just, you know, I hold him and it's like exactly how an auntie should hold him. There's no, you know, weird, awkward feelings. They um, love watching me hold him. And it's, you know, there's, it's just, there's nothing unnatural or weird about it. It's, it's the most beautiful thing. That's lovely. Yeah. Um, how are you going with the hormone bride in the last three weeks? You know, I took, um, I took this uh, tablet to stop the milk production, um, which I thought was, um, which I decided was a really, for me, a really good way to be black and white in the, in the process. I feel like um, I have, you know, three small kids of my own. Um, and it was, a, for me, that was really where the hormonal experience continued. Um, and I, that's really helped me. It's kept me, you know, the milk didn't come in and my hormones didn't, didn't go too crazy. So I've been um, really quite level and I've been so busy with, with with my own that it's it's I haven't really had an opportunity to really um, drop too low uh, to to be honest with you I haven't even seen him Arlo as as often as I'd like it's um it's 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 been too busy I think you might also be experiencing this thing with surrogates where they kind of almost forget that they gave birth and the only evidence that they were pregnant is the physical evidence because your friends, or your, in your case, your family members have a baby. Do you have to remind yourself that you were pregnant only three weeks ago? Yes, yeah, Sarah, this, um, I've got this weird experience where I, um, I've almost, my brain has convinced itself that the pregnancy, it's, it's put the pregnancy into the three other pregnancies that I had, you know, my own pregnancies, it's kind of plotted the pregnancies into its three other ones. And it almost like it didn't happen. Mm. I answered um, a question recently where somebody said, how many children did I have? And I said, I've got two. And then realized that they were actually asking me, it was a medical appointment. They were actually asking me how many uh, pregnancies I'd had. And then of course I had to check well how many did I have actually I've had three and I've had three births so it can be you almost forget that actually that other one happened even though there's it's very clear evidence that it did yeah, yeah amazing it's unbelievable and I, I didn't believe it before even whilst I was pregnant I thought oh, I don't know if surrogates are being as honest as they you know as, uh, being a, really that honest um, and now I just understand it to a whole different level there's really a different experience to to your own and maybe that's not everyone but I really do feel very different um, and, and a detachment than I did with with my own children and my own births. 
tell us about the kids. How old are your three? I have a, a six-year-old, a four-year-old and two-and-a-half-year-old. Oh, lovely. So what's their experience and their understanding of you being pregnant with their cousin? They uh, took to it amazingly. They, um, they don't know any different. So they don't know that, um, as you know, in Australia, it's not a, a, an enormously common experience here. Um, but they don't know that, that that's the case. So we just explained that, that David and Raya um, aren't able to have children and that mummy and daddy are going to help them. And so mummy's going to carry the baby and, and that when it comes out, it'll be their cousin and, and we can go visit it whenever they want. Um, and it was as simple as that. And so when it, they didn't, they didn't get as excited as they would for their own sibling. Um, so they didn't go and run and tell their teachers and their friends and they weren't like holding my stomach as they would for their own sibling we weren't um you know having sessions holding my stomach and you know as you would for a preparing for a, your own child um they were very aware of it as i was you know in the shower and growing and they saw me um and and as they were being silly and jumping on me and i'd say be careful um but there was a difference in terms of excitement building um, and yeah, we'd, I'd just remind them and talk to them about it. And I'd say, who's in mummy's tummy and where's it going to live and all that kind of thing. And um, they just thought it was very normal. They just, mm. I, it was, yeah, it was very, kids kind of accept the norm of things very, um, very easily. And then after the pregnancy, um, last week, a friend of mine announced their pregnancy and I said, oh, my friend Nat is pregnant. And my middle child said, oh, that's great. Who for? <laughs> <laughs> and I said, you know, that's their, that's, that's their, said, no, no, for her <laughs> so, yeah. that's their normal, you know, so. That's lovely. Yeah, um, yeah. So if you were reflecting back on the last couple of years, was there anything that completely shocked you about the surrogacy that you hadn't thought of when you offered? Um, I will, I will admit that I, I prepared myself for afterwards being really hard and that actually surprised me at how much easier it has been. Um, what was as challenging as I expected was the nine months, you know, the, the, the hormones, the, the feeling unwell with, uh, you know, with other children, the complexities of having, um, you know, uh, just the simple things. I don't think people talk about, you know, I have an incredibly supportive husband, but the, the complexities around, you know, your, your growing change in body um, and, you know, um, you know, but it's not, not his baby <laughs> um, and uh, him not wanting to connect to that child either, but supporting that experience and that journey um, does have its, its complexities. Um, and, uh, you know, connect, it, it being okay to connect with the baby because it is, you know, you're having to look in and make sure that, that the baby's healthy and check in and all that kind of thing. And it's, um, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a challenging nine months physically and emotionally and all of it, but, um, you know, having that time again, I would, I would do it again. What did your parents think of all of this, of their daughter carrying a baby for their son? Um, they were, they were very, um, anxious for the nine months. They were very proud and they were very, um, supportive, but they had a lot of 
people involved that they cared for immensely and um yeah they wanted their son and their daughter-in-law to have a fa- you know have a child and they wanted us to be okay and get through it okay and they'd never heard of anything like this before and they'd never experienced anything like this before and they just wanted everyone to to be okay um and uh you know so yeah they were they were very excited and happy and proud but worried yeah understandably um do you have any advice for somebody that's considering becoming a surrogate whether it's for um friends or family but i guess specifically for people that are doing it for where they've had a long-standing relationship with the intended parents um it's it's a hard one it's um i think that you know you really need to be um yeah, really prepared. Um, I think that um, most people are prepared, you know, your motivation is strong always, but I think that it's not as always as easy to control your emotions. Um, so I think being just prepared to, and being aware that that's okay and just to, to ride those and be aware of those and, um you know, that, that that will pass too. That's amazing. Thank you for listening to the Australian Surrogacy Podcast. If you are looking for more information, you can find it on the blog. Listen to more podcast episodes at sarahjefford.com. You can also find me on Facebook and on Instagram. And if you want to get in touch, you can find me at sarah at sarahjefford.com.